Hey, Jamie, I've got a question for you. What do you want, Tom? Who's on the podcast this coming Friday? Oh, is it someone big? Boy. Is uh, it a big one? Shall I bother listening this week? Yeah. If I was going to say uh, take. And I would say off no, your trousers. No, no. Take. Me out. No, take. Paddy McGuinness. No, take. Take on me. Take that. Wow. Have a little patience. But hang on, presumably you've only, you haven't got all three of them, have you? Presumably you've just got one of them. Buddy, we have all three of them on the podcast. They've released a new album. It's coming out. They're going on tour. They talk about the ups, the downs, the lefts, the rights, on everything that happened in Take the That. The ins, the outs. And they reveal it all this Friday. Exclusively. On Private Parts. That's a big one. I'm going to listen to that. Disclaimer before this episode is uh, I've I've recently adopted a, a stray dog from Macedonia called Spike. Um, I've had him for a week and he's actually super chill. But if you hear any rumbling or he's actually got a really long tongue so you can hear him drinking water from like a next room. Um, so yeah, hope you enjoy. Okay, um, yeah, welcome to the Whole Truth Podcast with me, Jordan Stevens, a.k.a. Uh, Alvinator. Oh, yeah, you actually go for a legit AKA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although I'm not sure I'm a stick with that. I do know. I put it on you, innit? You really, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But AKA Gnarly Ventura. I call myself that once. AKA Ultra J. Sideshow Bob. You call me Sideshow Bob. You're a cute Sideshow Bob. You know, if Sideshow Bob was cute, I have like a You know, I have like an acute trauma response to that, I'd say. I've been, it's like the most identifiable. Do they just trigger you? A little bit. Is Sideshow Bob ethnic? I don't know. I'm getting a head shake I kind of feel like He's if he Bob. wasn't, that's kind of problematic. Is it? What, his hair? Because he was a psychopath. True. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm going to own it. I think he, um, I mean, his his voice did haunt me for my, most of my childhood. I legitimately thought that he was a badass. Yeah, for real? Yeah. When he just caught that. When he, he caught that no, anti-hero he, Yeah, no, when, like, he was always trying to kill Bart. And yeah, I liked Bart. You didn't like Bart. I kind of feel like Your sometimes Bart. Bart was asking for it. Like, <laughs> I kind Lisa. of feel like Bart was continuously traumatizing Sideshow Bob. Yeah, and, true. you know, a brother just got pushed. So I am joined on the Whole Truth podcast by Monroe Bergdorf, <clears throat> uh, a friend. I, 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 I get to call you a friend, don't I? Of course. Oh. Of course. Make- we probably don't hang out as much as we should. I've actually tried to hang out with you and you've ignored me. <laughs> I was having a hard time when you... <laughs> Jordan texts me in the midst of a press scandal. Oh. And I was kind of... And he was like... Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God, I yeah. I didn't know. Oh, yeah, no, I was having a hard time. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is what I... That's the price <laughs> I pay for being so out the loop. Seriously, <laughs> I Daily just- Mail weren't letting me live that week. Oh, for real, for real? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. It's okay. Water under the bridge. Yeah, okay, cool. Well, I didn't... It was bad timing. They're nice about me. They call me leggy now. Really? (laughs) They've gone from, like, you know, trying to ruin my life to just, like, sexism. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, back to their old (laughs) tricks. I'll take sexism if I need to pick a truth. The Mail Online, yeah. The headlines still never cease to amaze me. It's like leggy, curvy... Um, that kind of thing. Yeah, and you're supposed to say thank you. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I... It's better than them trying to destroy you, so... 
It is, <laughs> I'd say. So uh, yeah, I I'm obviously a huge fan of yours. I think you're wicked. Met you at a, a night put on by Scarlett Curtis. Yes. And I had the pleasure of sitting next to you. And yes. um, we both spoke and we had a good evening. And from that point, we maintain contact. And um, I think that's actually a lovely side of social media because when when you are connecting with someone who is ultimately busy or lives far away from you or you're establishing a friendship I do like the mutual appreciation of course sometimes when you like a picture of mine I feel like it's a virtual hug oh really yeah oh that's nice um (laughs) (laughs) that's nice genuinely um I mean I have a love-hate relationship with social media especially at the moment I'm having a little bit of a blackout on social media I've decided okay good next two weeks I'm not going to post at all because Seriously? yeah no I've just kind of I don't know I'm a little bit run down a little bit I'm a little bit ill today guys okay so <laughs> I I'm like ill of the soul I feel um I've just been non-stop through um fashion week oh of course it, yeah but I saw some of the pictures look amazing yeah they, it was really great um because you had, was that just, was busy for you last non-stop. year I was like that Lady Gaga meme another club yeah, another yeah, club yeah, yeah, yeah. flight interview photo shoot like that kind of thing it was just really really difficult and I kind of felt like I'd lost myself a little bit and I haven't really taken stock of where I'm at Mm. and like I don't know I kind of feel like it's it's taking a long time for me to really get with the shits yeah and um I just don't feel like I've got any energy um mentally to apply myself to like doing a campaign or um looking at myself in a photo like my gender dysphoria kind of comes out when I'm run down and my body's dysmorphia as well because I'm recovering anorexic and it's yeah so a lot of and depression as well so there's a lot that kind of comes out when I'm run down so I'm just wanting to take stock of the world and still work still but exist in reality rather than posting a picture of what I'm doing and then also looking at the likes and mm, then and equating myself worth to the likes. Yo, that's a real because thing. Because even if we don't mean to do it, and we I do. don't care what anyone says, if you post a picture and you expect other people to like it and you're like really, you know, into the moment and you post it and then no one likes it and then you're kind of like, yeah, so I don't a, care what anyone says, pain, you do feel a little bit like, oh. 100%, you feel deflated. And then like, you're like, I can't so let anyone up. see this. And you have like, you start to compare a previous post and all mm-hmm. this so What, what have wanna, I done wrong? Yeah, I just don't want to do that. I well, just wanna, good on you. Before we get into it, uh, I want to pull things back a bit because you mentioned, th- I, well, just from memory three, quite massive and important and common I say more common than we'd like to believe. Mental struggles. Uh, mm. Well, the struggling oh, with I've mental- got a list. Yeah, sure. <laughs> no, no, no. But all right. So I wanted to. I wanted to actually begin yeah. this properly by just asking you how you are now. You say you feel ill because you feel run down post yeah. overworked. I mean, I've been better. I've been better. I'm not like you know about to. Um, you're not going to see me in the news tomorrow and like kind of checked into the priory or anything like that. Like I'm. I could do with some time away. So yeah. I'm going to do that. Um, and that's what I'm doing. You know, I think it's all about being active, about um, recovery yeah. and admitting when you're not okay. I mean, we, oh, there's a little dog. There's a, well, the rather big dog it's in big. the studio. My dog Spike, yeah. Just want everyone to know Spike. <laughs> so cute. If you hear any rustling, it's the dog. It's like a black wolf, <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> but like, 
I think especially when you speak about mental health in the capacity that we do, I think there's a pressure to always be like, oh, and now I'm fine. Do you know what I mean? And let everyone else know that, you know, you've you've not been okay in the past, but this is how you got it together. And you know what? Like sometimes you just don't have it together. Mm. And I honestly don't at the moment. Um, But it's a work in progress of getting to that point where um, I will have it together. And speaking about that process. Yeah, that's good. That what, And do you have an idea based on... Okay, so do you... When you say once you have it together, mm. do you say that because you are beginning to build up mechanisms to manage the things you struggle with? <laughs> you distracted by the dog? Yeah. Okay. I mean, firstly, that's a really great outlook to have. Yeah. Because I know that when I've struggled with stuff in the past, one of the hardest things is actually knowing that there's a place where it won't feel like that anymore. Oh my God, for sure. I mean, like, I completely know that I'm going to be fine. But it's just, um, I don't know, I feel like society, like in a, in a societal sense, when we say, like, how are you? We don't expect someone to say, I'm not that great, actually. No. But, and no, I, I understand that. that there's a time and a place for everything. You know, not everybody is, not everybody has, like, an interest or capacity or you know if it's a professional environment then you know you're probably not going to speak about your feelings straight like there and then but um in this capacity where we're talking about mental health I think it's really important to pay it forward and be like you know I am exhausted and that's kind of filtered down into my psyche and I'm doing this this and this to try and fix it um, because I don't want to sit here and just be like, you know, I've been through really hard times and um, I'm fine now, but um, yeah, it's all in the past. It's not in the past. And um, mental health issues are something that I continuously need to monitor. Yes. And um, so I'm, I'm just going to be like out and honest about it. I've, I've struggled, well, I still struggle sometimes with eating disorders, um, whether or not that's like binging or anorexia. Um, oh, yeah, extremes, isn't it? Yeah, just like world's loudest drink. It's got such a long tongue. <laughs> Spike, seriously, can you just quiet down, please? We're trying to do a podcast, mate. Um, so, um, so yeah, yeah I, 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 struggle, under- I struggle with anorexia, and then also um, there's gender dysphoria and body dysmorphia. So, can we go through this? Can we go through this kind of one by one and just <laughs> no, no, no? Because it's important. Because to you know, I think. I think being able to consciously understand and manage uh, difficulties of, of any kind is really admirable. And, mm-hmm. and um, it's a really great p- place for, you know, listeners, people around you to mm. feel um, feel encouraged. And, yeah. You know? So um, in terms of the eating disorders, yes. are there any particular triggers for binging? Are there any particular triggers for... Is, is, is the anorexia as a result of the binging and oh, does no, the body like, dysmorphia come? When I feel like my life is out of control and I don't feel like I've got, I can't get a grasp on things. And when I feel like, you know, if I'm being dragged through the press or if um, I see a bad picture of myself um, and I'm working or something like that, or if you, like in the papers you use like a really horrible picture or um, oh, right. in a breakup situation, it's, it's stress related, but stress in a way that I can't control things. Yeah. So right, it's never it's about like, and I think, 
as a society, we only really look at eating disorders from a visual sense mm. of like kind of girls that want to be skinny because they're triggered by models and triggered by the fashion industry and that that aesthetic. But for me, it was never about the way that I look. It was what it was, but it was about controlling the way that I looked because I didn't have any control about I've anything else. In your life. Yeah. yeah, I've heard that before. So it was really, um, yeah, mostly non-eating. But um, earlier this year, it was about just kind of eating as much Everything. as possible. Whoa. And um, yeah, just watching my body get bigger. Because that was, it was, yeah, it's wild. Um, but I mean... Did that lead to the body dysmorphia? No, it didn't, oddly. I kind of... Did that come, that comes no. in more with anorexia? Yeah, I mean, no, yeah. I'm not, I don't, I don't really mind if I'm bigger, but it's, you know, smaller, I just look a little bit dead, so that, mm. that gets me down. And it's not, it's not conscious. I don't do it consciously. I just kind of find myself. Yeah, of course. It's like, your it's a coping it. mechanism. Yeah. No, I hear that. I've actually had body dysmorphia before. Mm. And it was one of the most difficult things to deal with. It's crazy. I mean, body dysmorphia and gender dysphoria kind of come hand in hand yeah. with me. But like, it'll be really weird. Like I, I'll look at a picture of myself and I won't be able to see how I look. I can just see a face and I can't see like on the head. It's like the head hasn't got a face on it. And then the face is detached from the head. Really? And so all I'll see is like facial features. And I was like, I don't even know what I look like. Really? Yeah, it's bizarre. And that's that's to do... So explain the gender... Dis- just, well, I mean, I'm like... I don't really have gender dys- dysphoria as much now. Now that I had that, my facial feminization surgery, mm. I kind of feel like that's alleviated that a lot. Right. But it's... It's kind of like just looking at myself and say, I don't even know what I look like as a person. I don't even, I can't see myself impartially. I know that lots of people can't anyway, um, because we kind of focus on um, features. So we'll look at eyes or we'll look at nose. Mm. And it depends on what you gravitate towards as your favorite and least favorite feature. But for me, sometimes it's difficult to actually gauge what I look like. Right. Um, wow. But I mean, that really does come with stress as well. Yeah. And like, I mean, I'm speaking about all of these things and I, the last thing that I want is for anyone to feel sorry for me because if anything, we all deal with um, mental issues um, in one way or another and we all respond in one way or another. But... I at least am thankful that I know why I feel yeah. certain things and I can then put in the um, necessary components to yeah, get measures. better. That's, I'd say, the most important and um, most inspiring part of, of how you talk about it because, yeah, I think it's... being able, For you to be able to, to identify or, or even to um, correlate, you've, you've been run down with... Yeah. with particular kind of like you punish yourself don't you with your mind that's oh my god what, 100% and yeah. that's what it is like but to identify that is really important because yeah. I think that if you're not aware of that stuff you find yourself in a situation or, or I know that I have or people around me where you're not even you're not even you're even so tired that you you're not aware of why you're feeling mm. extra things you spiral for sure, for sure. And like, oh, really oh I've, I've gone for sure, for sure. And you're for real, for yeah, real. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I just, I, I definitely think it's all about identifying why you're feeling, how you're feeling, and then deconstruct. 
and I'm literally exhausted. That's it. Um, there's not really anything wrong um, in terms of my situation, um, like where I'm at. I feel like I'm in a good place, but you can't be in a good place and continuously just giving away parts of yourself. And that's where I was. And I also haven't stopped working for like a year. Like I had a week break, but really a week in a year of a highly stressful year, probably like one of the most formative years of my life. Last year? Yeah. Like since um, the whole L'Oreal thing. Was that last year? I thought it was year before. The hit is last year, like a year exactly. Really? Yeah. It feels like a lifetime. Yeah, I thought it was 2016. In all of that time, I literally haven't stopped working. Yeah, 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 sure. Which is but great. for I good mean, reason. Thankful. I'm thankful for the opportunity. Yeah, you're fighting but the good like, fight. at the same time, it's like giving away a lot. Yeah, sure. It's really important to conserve energy. Definitely. I always say that you're no use to anybody else if you're not being good to yourself. Yeah. It's the same as like RuPaul. How, how are you going to love someone else? Now, how in the hell are you going to love someone else if you can't love yourself? Yeah, for real. You know, the other one, I don't know if this is a little bit unconnected, <laughs> but the other, my other mantra most of my life has been Dr. Zeus. I think I, I might love have Dr. Zeus. I might, I might mention this already on this podcast, but yeah, he has a thing which is be who you are and say what you feel because those who mind don't matter. And those who matter don't, don't mind. mind. I love that. I love that. I honestly think it, it keeps me safe sometimes. I think that Madeline Albright said something very similar to. In regards to how, how mad life has been for you, because I think it seems wild to me that it's been a year since that whole L'Oreal thing went down. But what what is it about what is it about um, that situation or being outspoken or things you particularly said that, that you want to say about that? What, what are the little moments that, you know, aside of the kind of big questions of why or what, or you could respond with that. But I want to know um, about like that moment, the moments around um, particular responses or reactions or how you felt with L'Oreal or how you felt with, you know? Um, I mean, I think it's all about going past the fact that it was L'Oreal, yeah, that situation sucked. But I think it's more about now looking at how brands work with real people or people with actual opinions mm. um, and um, life experience, especially when you're employing marginalised people. I feel like it's um, it's all about looking at brand responsibility. <coughs> and it, if we're doing <coughs> these campaigns around empowerment, and about representation and visibility, then it needs to be real. And it can't just be about, you know, employing yeah. somebody because they're someone um, or because they look a certain way. Trust it me. has to really be about standing behind that person and what they think and what they've experienced. Um, so really, I just want brands to actually invest in voices yeah. and really be about it, you know. Don't just talk about... Um, being for dark-skinned women and um, dark-skinned women but then not um actually stocking that makeup you know it's like following through yeah, for real. and don't say that you're um you know there for trans lives and black lives and then putting them in the campaigns but then only having that for like visibility's sake or like kind it. of yeah commodifying it and tokenism um so i think it's all about d um 
deconstructing tokenism and heading towards actual real inclusivity. And do you think we're heading? I think that we are because the more things, the more things that happen, like what happened to me, what's happened with other people that have worked for L'Oreal. I won't bring their names into it because it's not fair. and what ha- what's happened with, you know, all of this, like, cancel culture with, like, old tweets being brought up and, like, stuff oh, like that. Really? And allowing people to actually grow as human beings. Do you feel as though you've had a space to be able to speak honestly about how these situations in your life has affected your mental health? Um, I've been as honest as I can. Um, Obviously, there's like, you know, everybody's got bits that they want to keep to themselves. And I don't really want to talk about it all the time. But in moments like these, um, speaking about mental health in podcasts, I think is really helpful. Yeah. And I want people, I don't want to have gone through all of that for no reason whatsoever. Yeah. I think it's really important to really just, um, as I said, pay it forward and be a reference point for other people that are feeling the same thing that maybe don't have the same opportunities that I've had. Yeah. Um, I've been very lucky. I've got an amazing um, management company, amazing publicist, I've got mm. great friends around me, I've got understanding family, I've got a great girlfriend, I've like got all of these things in place Don't. that are supportive for Don't. me and not everybody has that. Yeah. Well, like, so, so who, what would you, what advice would you give to, um, I mean, that's pretty vague, but <laughs> in regards to like self-care and mental health, are there anything you'd like to say to, to fans of yours? Just be honest with yourself and others, I think. Mm. Um, yeah, I'd say that's. Because, I mean, I could go come in here and just be like, you know what, things are great going to LA in three weeks, looking forward to it, blah, blah, blah. But like. If I'm going to be speaking about mental health, I'm going to talk about how my mental health actually is. Yeah. I'm going to be honest. Yeah. And I'm just not feeling that great today. Yeah. And it really just, that is it. It's not, you know, I'm not looking for people to feel sorry for me. I'm not, you know, things aren't in the dire straits. <laughs> it's just my mental health but is you know, that's, that's, that's but, also an admirable part of you because when I'm feeling rubbish, I, I really want people to feel sorry for me. Do you? <laughs> <laughs> That's okay too. No, sometimes I'm just a little bit like, I just just go easy on me. Yeah, no, that's fine. Do you know what I mean? You don't want people hammering you when you're like... But they do. (laughs) Nah, but... um, But that's 2018, babe. Yeah. No empathy. I had, yeah, I had a a situation the other day where I, um, I went to sleep in the afternoon. I didn't take my medication. I've been, I've kind of been on and off ADHD medication. Okay. Um... Which just it just balances me out really, yeah. Because uh, otherwise I have like ups and downs. So yeah. I was I t- took a day off and I literally had <laughs> like a real up, and then by about three thirty, oh yeah, I was just out cold. And me and my girlfriend were sleeping on the sofa, and I woke up forty five minutes later, and I was so depressed. <laughs> oh. And I think it was like it was it was one of these moments where you you really. Um, build up this it's like you you're I'm sat there going like this is genuinely there is actually a logic to this in a way yeah. whereas like I was then able, 
I was then able to try and disassociate myself from the spiraling, but it really happens. Oh, I had a spiral last night. Yo, and, yeah. you know, I had a real like, it was initially like, I feel disorientated and weird because I slept in the afternoon. And then it was like, uh, and also I feel as though uh, the, my career is on its way down and also <laughs> I shouldn't watch I love this that and, one. Do you know what I mean? You just jump straight to it and it's like, and really it's I just... Know, I, de- I deconstruct everything. What and happened? It's like, Do you mind talking about what the spiral was? My spiral last night. Last night. Uh, yeah, I mean, I was, I had a podcast yesterday about mental health and... Uh, With who? <laughs> who? Who do we have to go and hug? Dame Kelly Holmes. Oh, wow. Amazing. And how was that? Amazing. She's an incredible woman. She really is. Double Olympian. Yeah, and just, I don't think, I'm not sure you can get better. I am um, pretty sure that you would be hard pushed. <laughs> like... Athletics, as when I was younger, it used to scare the shit out of me because that's really on you. She's been in the army for 10 years. Yeah, but do you know, like, it's on you, though. That's one of the wildest things about athletics that people forget. Like, if you fuck up, mm. it's literally just your... Like, there's, there's no other... Yeah. I wouldn't say fault. I want to be hasty on saying fault. But it's a lot... When I was a kid, I remember that was, in comparison to football, uh, like, give me football any day. Because uh, at least team. I'm... Yeah. Um, sorry, but so um, so you you did a podcast with Kelly, yeah, and it just deflated me a little bit, and then I just got home and just I don't know, kind of started spiraling, yeah. <laughs> and talked to my mum, and I always know whenever I talk to Is my mum. Is she like a constant? She's she's great, but oh. I just kind of feel like she makes me worse because she's always like kind of like she's like a she just digs and digs and digs. Oh my god, yeah, she doesn't let I, up. I'm just like just I don't give me feel the candy. great today. Yeah, and it's good. like I just need you to tell me that you love me. That's all that I need. Just give me the soup. And she's like, well, why don't you feel good? Why not? Oh, she's a, why? a fixer. Why? 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 And I'm just like, oh, I just don't want to talk about this. And then it's why do you ring her off? then? Just because you know sometimes you want to talk to your mom. But she was, she was actually all right. She was actually all right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it set you off? It set me off a little bit. And then I just kind of like couldn't sleep. So I popped a sleeping pill. Did you? And then I woke up and I was like, oh my Oh, gosh. you're one of those who can't like your mind stays I just, awake. I needed to just, um, you know, just switch off. You know, I I have this and I will actually stand up and say this is a, almost a heroic aspect of my, I've, n- I've only not been able to sleep twice in my life. What? Right. Because I get to a state often where if my thoughts are fast, they tire me out and I fall asleep. And I'm really sorry. Because I've seen that happen to a lot. My girlfriend has the same thing. She like she literally has a peak at like half an hour before, like about half 12 every night. Yeah. She's like, yo, it's like, this is wild. But I'm a morning person. She sleeps for like 12. You're so. a morning person. Yeah. I've never understood that. Why not? Seize Just, the day. Carpe diem, I know. It's beautiful. It's the most beautiful part of the day. The, yeah, it is. But I just don't, I don't Not wake up. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't wake up. <laughs> it's the most beautiful part of the day. I just don't care. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, no. How was morning? How was morning? Twitter? I don't know so, what's morning. I don't know what is. <laughs> That's amazing. I remember, you know, once I saw this tweet, right? And I thought, like, this is such a beautiful state of affairs. I saw what that sick producer tweeted going, yo, what's the weather like today? And I just thought, that is amazing. Like, this guy is clearly, like, near... He must be near a window. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like, he's not in prison. Like, even then, you'd know. Like, he's at a point where he's he's so chilled out. (laughs) He's gone, I'm actually just going to get a download. I love it. Also, he didn't even got a weather app. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Like Google. Yeah. Um, but one thing I do want to talk about is, is, is friendship because I think that's, I find that interesting. Personally, I didn't really understand the concept of friendship until I was literally about 18. Okay. Only child. Um, a very, very, very heady a lot of my life, very up in my head, mm. which is great and wonderful and creative, but similarly, like, very logical sometimes to the point where I don't under, didn't understand that just spending time with people was like building a friendship. It I, can be really self-destructive as well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but now I've got loads of friends. <laughs> anyway, um, that's one thing that is, uh, is to be... We've, again, uh, one of the I am whole incentives has been speaking to friends. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it's interesting that your mum is, is someone who you speak to and those. Is there anyone else around you or is there anyone you would like to speak about who's been particularly supportive or... Yeah, I mean, I've got a really close-knit group of friends. Um, I actually was in a collective with them called Pussy Palace. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. With the X. With the X. Oh, the I mean, it's to one of those miles. So, um, yeah, Pussy Palace with an X instead of the U. And, uh-huh. um, yeah, we've just always stayed in touch. And I was actually meant to go to Ibiza. That's another reason why I'm so depressed because I was meant to go to Ibiza but then I ended up booking a job which I'm not going to complain about but still I could have done with a I could have done with an Ibiza vibe um do it after but it was 10 of us it was 10 of us and we had a big villa but it's okay it's okay I'm not bitter I'm going next year next year going to La La Land I'm going to La La Land that's fine yeah in about a month or so um but anyway um so we are all very much kind of like a very compact group. Yeah. Everyone has their role. Other, we all pull each other up. And, really? And you know, Sky's like the mum. Nadine's like, I don't know, she's like your auntie, I, th- I feel. <laughs> like she's, she's an auntie. She's like the auntie who cooks things well. You know, like when I, had, I used to have an auntie, Auntie Pat. Yeah. Sorry, mum, if you're listening to this, but like Auntie Pat's cooking was so much better than my mum's. <laughs> That's yeah. you just sent for your mum, right? Oh no, she made rice and bees like Yo, so well, man. and like chicken was just so good. Marinate—that's the way it was. It done. was just—I don't know what she did to it still this day, but it was just so. You good. can put some real tricks in there. Yeah, I've seen someone stick Coca-Cola in a in a, in a oh, jerk sauce. Okay. Before, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it was it was really good chicken and and jerk um, rice. But I give it to my mum. My mum made. <laughs> <laughs> no, stop. Sorry, sorry. Oh my god, stop. Sorry. That's another podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um but yeah, my mum made good garlic bread. But anyway, yeah, so Nadine is the auntie. Kay sounds like the naughty big sister who you can steal clothes from is always steals your clothes. And mm. I guess I'm like the gel. Uh I guess. Do you like being the gel? I think I'm like the unknowing gel. Right. And I'm the gel that doesn't know it's the gel, but secretly. <laughs> Guys, I so don't know I'm the gel that holds all of us together. I don't know. I just kind of feel like... You're like you the know, humble gel. I'm like the jazzy gel. I'm like the, the jazzy I, I'm gel. the cool gel. Jazzy gel. No, Yo, I you don't know. Of, you ever thought of doing a rap career? Because I've got your <laughs> no name right there, son. Jazzy gel. No one wants to hear me rap. I do. I, I got do. asked if I wanted to record a song the other day. By who? Tell the same. I'm their not full gonna name. say. say their full no, name. because people are gonna start saying that I should do it. I definitely think you should do it. If you guys think that Monroe should start a rap career, then please hashtag I'm whole you know hashtag MonroeBars.com forward slash <laughs> Jazzy Gel. I think I could like kind of do like a speak 
I mean, what is Spoken rapping words. these days anyway? What is rapping these that's, days anyway? That's the most, that's the most kind of senile thing I've heard you say. Spoken word? No, no, you, you put went, that you, in my mouth. I, no, you said, what even is rap these days? And it, but what is actually, it? Actually, you know what? You know what? I'm going to retract that statement because one, senile is a bit of a wild word to use. And secondly, because I actually probably have said the same thing recently. <laughs> Dreams of cream on top, yeah. but it seems that cream goes off. Cash rules everything around me, but everyone around me speaking for you. Got your click right, that's amazing. And would you say yeah. that they've been instrumental in? Oh my god, for sure, for sure, mm. for sure, for sure, absolutely. Like, they're not my only friends, but they're some of the most important girls in my life. What about male friends? Um, yeah, I mean, my best friend is, um, my friend Tommy, who um, I went to university at the same time as, and um, we kind of had that whole, you know, off the rails period in university, and we're still best friends now. That's amazing. Yeah, he's 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 um, cis gay male. Right. Okay. Really nice guy. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't say nice, but he's. <laughs> Does he have like a click as well? Yeah. Yeah. But I'm not in it. Yeah. <laughs> There's no cross-click activity. There's no cross-click activity. Seriously. He wouldn't no, bring his boys out to be fair. I'm not really... Um, I don't know. I kind of feel like they're not really my kind of people. Is it? And I'm not their kind of person either, which is fine. And it doesn't, it doesn't mean that they're not, you know, good people. They're just not really people that I would want to hang out with. I seriously isolate myself sometimes, you know. You what? I isolate myself sometimes. Slate yourself? Isolate Oh my God, I'm queen of isolation. Do you do that too? Yes. That's what I'm doing right now. Uh-huh. I'm great at it. <laughs> Hiding. Hide and seek. I, I sometimes, sometimes I just worry that when right. I come out though, that my friends are just going to be like, they're just not nonplussed. No, no, no. You need to just be honest about it and be like, look, I don't want to be around people right now. And that's okay. Because I feel like, you know, there's introverts and extroverts and extroverts feed off people's energies and introverts... Um, kind of take that on and kind of, I, I, I'm not explaining it Did very well. Did you say well. extroverts feed off people's energy? Extroverts oh, feed off Oh, they have to buzz off other... Yeah. Right, yeah. And introverts create their own. I hear you. And I can't be around people if I don't want to be around people. It just makes me even more into it. I want to ask about um, music. Okay. Uh, I actually don't know really anything about like what music you love or listen to, but I we're, we're doing a gig called Music for Mental Health, uh-huh. um, which is great. Didn't think that was going to happen. Yeah. I'm going to raise money for the charities that we're working with, which is good to actually put action behind the words, you know? Yeah. A lot of people are like out here commodifying shit and saying yeah. stuff, but we actually want to raise some cash for it. Great. Um, I just find it's like this language, music is this language that like is yeah. remarkable. It's amazing. Yeah. So like, is there any, are there any songs or artists or... I've that that would have got you through a bad time. Okay, you I thought you with. meant in general. Um, or or you think generally speaking. Why about- don't I talk about what I'm listening to right now? Yeah. Because I mean, I've, I I love this um, band called Boniface. Why? His like it's I don't know. It is a band, but there's like one lead singer, and it's like really getting back to that emo kind of Grunge. like. Yeah, kind of. It's like, <sighs> um, yeah, he's, it's very kind of like. Oh, no, so. No, well, not really. No, his voice is very, I don't know. I don't know how I to like explain that. it. <laughs> oh, my God. No? No, no, no. He's kind of, it's, it's very atmospheric. 
and um, very visual, like listening to him, the way that he describes um, moods and describes situations. It just makes me, you know, when you're looking out of the window Boniface. in a car, Boniface. I want to check that out. You know, when you look in, out of the car window and a song comes on and it just gets you, it just yeah. hooks you in and you're like, I'm in the music video right now. I think that all the time. Yeah, it's that kind of vibe. And he's really like getting me through that. And I also like Brockhampton. Yo. Brockhampton are fucking And there's a like fish. And what's that song called? Juva? Is it Juva? No, that's sweet. Juva is nuts. I'm, I was listening to it the other day and I, I, it took me a few listens and I was like, I turned it off the first time because I was like, why is this guy yelling? And there was, I think I was... Oh, in, damn it! Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, how many of them are there? Like 15 it's like or something? like 10. I want to be in it so badly. <laughs> you should. And they just got like, they just got openly like gay, openly like fluid all over the yeah. spectrum and I'm just like here it's amazing for it. like I, I just listen to them and I don't know that much about them my friend was telling me about them um yesterday like after I was like yeah Brockhampton they're insane yeah and um yeah I listened to it just over and over again and I was like this is like one of the most nuts things that I've ever yeah. heard and they're fucking good and what genre is it they, like they do what the fuck there they is want. not a genre punk it is punk. Well, yeah, I mean, the original single sounded so... like Old School Outcast or like Dungeon Family, but they're just free, man. They're amazing. And that's what I love. And I love the fact that they have such vivid characters. That shouty one, there's like three of them, I think, that shout, or like two of them. And it's just like... Yeah, it's, it's like real exorcism. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm into Brockhampton. But, I mean, I, prob- I probably, when I'm like down, I listen to a lot of Cindy Lauper. Because it's don't laugh at me, Jordan. Why do I associate Cindy Lauper with being quite funny? Is that like a little bit? Because people just think girls just want to have fun, but she's she's got an EGOT. She's got an Oscar, Tony, Emmy and a Golden Globe. Wow. And she's got the same vocal range as Mariah Carey. Uh, He's dropping that bio as Let's just have some respect for Cindy. Let's have some respect for Cindy. True Colours. Tune. Time after time, time after time. I know, oh, the time after time is my head in. No, I drove all night. Then you will find me. No, I yeah. can't handle that. Do you know why? Magic overplay it so much. Magic they need to stop. They need to chill out. I mean, that time How time, long are we going to play the same 50 songs? No, just that song. Just, I listen, I like Cindy Lauper, whatever, but just cut that song. I just, I don't care what time happened after what time. <laughs> Like I, like it's I got, a classic. I got the time Allow before. It. I, I don't need to know about the time. I'm never singing your songs again. <gasps> again? What a compliment. Thank you. <laughs> um, right, True Colours is a banger though. Yeah. But one. Cindy Lobb, just because it brings me back to my childhood and also she was like my introduction to feminism and activism for real? with what she did in the 80s. She was like, you know, there for the gays, the... Um, trans people and um lesbians yeah during the 80s like during the um aids epidemic like she was really one of the first pop stars to actually stand up and speak about how this was affecting the community and start raising money so she was there before um you know lady gaga kind of capitalizing on um the lgbt community even though she is part of the lgbt community and still it's great what she did but Cindy Lauper didn't have that benefit of it actually being a capitalistic business decision. Wow. 
Yeah. You could see it as actually being a, like, it would have worked against her. So she oh my God, for sure. I mean, I'm not, you yeah, know, that. I, that was not a read with Lady Gaga at all. <laughs> no, but, but I know exactly what you're saying. Do you know saying. what I mean? I kind of feel like, you know, there was, there's money to be made from the LGBT community, but like back then there wasn't. It was actually detrimental to your career. So she cared. To, she, really she cared. And that was like my introduction to um, activism um, through allyship. And it just reminds me of that child, you know. I remember where I was when I was listening to the album yeah. and how I felt. And I think it's all about getting back to that child state. So lastly, because we we've done over now and it's been so... Oh, this has been rich. Okay, I was waiting to describe it, rich. Do you like dark chocolate? No. You don't like dark chocolate? No, I like milk. Okay. Well, this has been rich, like a wonderful... Cocoa. Mm. And... Um, what maybe could you could you give an idea of what you'd like to see change in regards to how people view their mental health and or how or how people in the world interact with each other i would like us to be more open to hearing about people's mental health i think that it's all well and good like kind of saying that people should be open about their mental health, but we need to adjust how we hear about mental health. Mm. So when someone is speaking about their mental health, maybe don't think that you need to give them their sympathy. You just need to be open to hearing it. Because, you know, it's it exists. Bad mental health exists. It doesn't mean anything about that person. It just means that they're going through something somewhat of an adjustment and it's not something that you know you need to look down on someone about or that you need to you be like oh oh, oh come on like yeah, yeah, you've got yeah, so yeah, much yeah. going for you just like you know i think offer those people tools offer those people space offer those people examples of you know um places that they can go or services that they can access but I think that when someone opens up about their mental health, it's not always sympathy that they want. It's just mm. space um, to get better or resources. So um, real tangible resources and um, understanding, I would like. I think that's, inc- that's, a really, that's a really important point. Thank you so much for being on this. Oh, thanks, mm. John. Yeah. I really want to have you on again at some point because I, I like to look at this as a, as a circle, a family. You know? Yeah, come ba- I'll come back when I'm in a good place. This is me no, in like a... You can come back in whatever no, place. I'm I'll, so I'll... happy that you've actually taken the time to come down. You know, oh, considering no, of course. You're so tired. I mean, life doesn't stop. It... <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, thank you for listening to the Whole Truth podcast. Subscribe now so, more, so you can get updates, I think. Or, and also share it if you want. If you or someone you know is affected by anything we talked about in the podcast, check out the I Am Whole website for where you can find tips on places to go for support, advice and help. Look after yourselves. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. 
So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Powered by Spirit Studios.